When we think of the underworld, we tend to think of death, of pomegranate stained hands and lost hopes and dreams. But what if there was something deeper, something rooted in truth and reclamation, something that speaks of fingertips not stained pomegranate red, but the ashes of what has been left behind in order to find and build and create something new? This is the creative underworld, a land of alchemic awareness that to know our words and stories and medicine we are meant to usher out into the world means to dwell in the liminal spaces. It's the cave of remembrance. Here you are welcome. You and the bones of what used to be your creative creativity belong. May you remember who you are. May you find the bones of your story and learn the song they need to breathe again. And may the ashes of what was reveal your true name. My name is Alora Ramirez. I am a story coach, author, and gatherer of creative bones. I've been writing online for over 20 years, which is basically an entire lifetime. (laughs) It's at least long enough for me to find my voice over and over and over again in new ways and in new forms that require an element of bravery. Terry Tempest Williams is right. Every single time I've uncovered a deeper piece of me, the unearthing has required a betrayal. This podcast is one of those unearthings. And this is episode two. Hello, here we are, episode two. I would say welcome back, but it's more like I would be welcoming myself back more than anything else, because it's not every day that one launches a podcast and then completely disappears for a few months without any new episodes and no expectations or explanations, (laughs) but such is life and such is creativity and such is the underworld. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be about. So a little bit of what's been happening with me. On November 1st, I stayed up late. I'd had an Akashic reading done that week and everything about the message I received was confirmation to what I'd already been hearing. You need to use your voice. Not your voice as in writing, although that is included. Your voice as in the vibrational cadence of your vocal cords. Your voice as in speaking and singing. And I'd been slowly getting back into the singing, if for nothing but my own healing, belting out Maggie Rogers and Your Smith and other artists who speak to the deepest parts of my soul, I felt a piece of me come alive again. But there was something missing, something I'd been avoiding for years. I was in the salon chair getting a refresh on color on November 1st when I stopped fighting. (laughs) And I pulled up Safari and I started searching, how do you produce a podcast? Later that night, I think it was probably even close to midnight, the first episode was published. This happens with me often. I'll get confirmation on something and it could be anything, really. And immediately I will jump in heart first. It's the push I need to turn my focus inward and create something out of nothing. And moments like this, it's less about like, getting the validation that I needed and more about receiving a wink from the universe and 
I think you know what I mean here. Like those moments of synchronicity, those winks of like, this is the way. Yes, you've been right all along. Can you trust yourself now? (laughs) And I could, and I was. The only problem was I never anticipated the descent that was coming. Here I was creating a podcast about the creative underworld and the many descents we make as women, and I was on the precipice of being called under once again. Maureen Wordock, she says, women find their way back to themselves not by moving up and out into the light like men, but by moving down into the depths of the ground of their being. And I've thought about this quote a lot over the past few years. The moments we retreat into our caves or descend into the underworld is when we receive the most potent messages because we're willing to listen. Here, our intuition strengthens. Here, our voice spreads her wings and returns to her deepest truth. And when we resurface, we are not the same. Like a chrysalis breaking open, we blink our eyes against the sun and breathe new life without even trying because this cycle, this need of death and rebirth and regeneration, it is nothing new to us. This is in our veins. So what did I learn in my own descent? Well, three things. I learned creativity does not exist on our timeline. I also learned there will always be something that aims to distract us from our creative magic. And finally, I learned once again, that periodic descents into the underworld are absolutely necessary for us to be able to access our knowing and intuition. So let's get into it a little bit more. When I recorded that first episode, everything within me assumed that I would be recording the second episode within the week. What I didn't know was I was about to get an opportunity at work that would suck every ounce of creativity out of me. And that's not a bad thing. Not really. It's happened before. It happened earlier in the summer. And before that, it happened in the spring. (laughs) Before that, in November of 2022. And so on and so forth. Allowing my creativity to shapeshift into something new is a common practice given that I have a day job requiring me to be mentally present in, in ways that necessitate creative focus. What happened this time, though, is that I could not do both and as I had in the past. And perhaps this was the overlap of holidays and outside stress and about a million other things all converging at once. But it was soon blindingly apparent that what creativity I did have was, for a season, going to be filtered through a corporate lens. I tried. I wanted so badly to finish not just one, but two manuscripts by the end of 2023. I had a plan, I'd built a routine, I'd set up rituals in place, and was well on my way. I had written probably close to 60,000 words in September and October with both of these manuscripts. And given that momentum, it was absolutely feasible for me to be able to finish these by the end of the year. But creativity does not exist on our timeline. I waited, and I let the word simmer knowing somehow they were composting to create something bigger than I ever imagined. When this happens, when your creative cycle takes a sharp left into unknown territory, there's nothing we can do except wait it out. The words never leave us. Not really. 
even when they feel dry and crusty and withered and frail, even when writing a simple Instagram post feels laborious, even then, creativity not existing on our timeline isn't about getting lost. Like our creativity isn't lost in those moments. Neither are our words, however much it feels that way. My sister once told me in passing she wanted to stop living a life of consumption. Instead, she wanted to create. And isn't that the balance, the ever-present struggle that we face? We think if we're not creating, then we're not tapping into this life force within us. But the truth is, we have to feed ourselves at some point. We have to find beauty. We have to be intentional about seeking out inspiration. Often, these moments of sacred pause exist in tandem with the descent. We cannot resist the chrysalis, however much we try. It's the four of swords in tarot. Curled inward, resting in the safety and security of our cave, we find healing through dissolution. And through that healing, we gain perspective. And that perspective shoots fire and purpose into our creativity. But first, we have to rest. Without this, we will not recognize what is the pause, the moment of breath, and what is the distraction. So let's pause for a moment here and take three deep breaths. Where are you resisting the sacred pause of creativity? Remember, we will not recognize what is the pause, the moment of breath, and what is the distraction if we do not know rest. Earlier, I mentioned I'd experienced the shifting focus of creativity before, and it's true. There have been plenty of moments where because of opportunities I landed outside of writing and coaching, I thought that maybe this was it. Maybe I was only meant to publish a few books. Maybe the coaching and work I did with the women was leading me to this moment something altogether different and unexpected. And at first it felt like novelty, but then I realized what I had inadvertently sacrificed. When your bones are made of story, you cannot get away from it. Just last week, I stumbled back into this knowing. I'd had a rough few weeks at work and I was talking with my best friend about everything that was happening. I was becoming singular in focus and not in a good way, but she knows me and she knows my creativity and one simple phrase completely kicked me back into alignment. She told me one morning, don't forget about the book. And she said other things, but that one simple statement landed right in my solar plexus. (laughs) like just right there, right in the middle of my chest, that 
complete collision of truth when you stumble into it. There it is, I thought. There's the missing piece. I hadn't written since October. The book she was referring to, uh, Women Are Dangerous Magic. It fills me with life and purpose and magic and focus every time I crack open that manuscript. And yet I hadn't even glimpsed at it in months because to do so brought too much pain. It was the pain of knowing you should be doing something completely different, but you have no idea how to get there. At that moment, at that point, my sacred pause had turned into a frozen psyche. Frozen because I wasn't allowing myself to see the truth of my situation. Frozen because in an attempt to live under the expectation of others, I was completely self-abandoning. I was allowing distractions to stand in the way of what breathes life into me and fuels my fire. The result was feeling frozen, stuck, abandoned by my own propensity to fight for approval. With the reminder from my best friend to not forget about the book thick in my veins, I was able to walk into work that day with the confidence knowing that story sings through my bones. Nothing else. In that moment, I had returned home to myself. Nothing else mattered. This is the gift of the underworld. While there might be growing pains involved and we always fall deeper into our true essence when this happens, dissolving into nothingness in order to regenerate into something new is never pretty. It never feels good. <laughs> it stretches us and takes us through situations we don't know how we'll recuperate from, but always, always we come out with deeper wisdom, a clarity for next steps. It's an alchemical alignment. We remember what it's like to abandon our nature for false belonging. We return to ourselves and our knowing, and we walk with intention through the darkness of the cave because we intuit the way. We become the guide, helping others along the path and holding the mirror through their own descent. Society programs us to believe we must rise, that the goal is to not sink deep into the earth, but to climb the ladder to achieve. We look to others as examples and cheer when our muscles strain to reach the next plateau. But that's not it. It's counterintuitive because of the way the goddess has been stripped from us. We do not know her because we have not been taught of her magic and her calling. Instead, we crave the ascent because it is here we are told we are able to access our higher selves and finally know the glory of rising above the mess. But we know better, don't we? Don't you feel it? Those of us who know the life of creation know that it's in the mess we see the fruit of our labor. In the descent, we find the truth. The darkness is the womb, the most fertile. We descend into our truth, rooting into our knowing over and over and over again, deepening into ourselves. We cannot create from nothing if we do not allow ourselves to rest in that space. And the 
world is that space. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so thrilled about being back in the routine of sharing my thoughts with y'all and building this podcast. I have so many incredible people who I want to have on and to have conversations with about this um, topic of living within the underworld, living within our creativity, singing over the bones of what we know we are supposed to share with the world. And I cannot, cannot wait to see what's next um, and, to, and to hear the conversations that we're able to, to build and dream up. Um, if you would like to know more about my writing and dig into more of my offerings, you could go to thenovelistwild.com. That's where you'll be able to check out like my subscription-based story bones, which is content-driven, sent straight to your inbox, um, as well as quarterly sacred gatherings and writing circles. Um, of course, I also have my books, and you can find me on social media under Elora the Tower uh, on Instagram and Elora Ramirez Books on TikTok. I hope you'll have a beautiful week and. Thank you again for tuning in.